Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. And on that note, we cue the music. Biff, 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 all right. Down the avenue I smell the pine trees I look around for you Oh my sweet, sweet little someone Coming through that door It's Thursday night and the band is playing Honey, could we ask for more? Welcome to Biff Radio. It's your host, Ben, a.k.a. Biff, coming to you live from the Center Club recording studio of gaming up, a.k.a. My Attic. We're brought to the airwaves to you fine folks by the folks at JabroniU. That's JabroniU. Yes, we're men with podcasts that are not the absolute worst. Uh, we have a great show tonight. We're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk some about NBA bits and bottles. Beef it, that is not beef when it comes to hip hop. And I'm going to do a review of the Kid Cudi album Insane Out Drop last week. I'm going to play some great music here. So if you want to support the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and send me your favorite uh, recipes that you use to make some bebop or bebop or bebop pie. And if you want to follow me on the socials, you can go to Biff Radio on Twitter, Biff Radio on Instagram, Biff underscore radio at TikTok, and I think I have a friends. But as always, go to JabroniU.com and find out more about the all-star lineup we have of the Draft Pod. Why do we ever meet Ceramic Cat, Flow and Tell, and check out my pals over at PWTK. PWT cast uh, with Scrump and Drew doing PWT cast. Also, Scrump and Drew's music box, fantastic. Our very good friends over at um, this ends at prom and Kevin Aldridge he doesn't have a podcast, but just go find him. Like in life, just go find him and talk to him and ask him about his dog because his dog is very cute. I mean. I'm a little bit biased that I don't know if he's quite the big head Ted, but he's still a very cute dog. Don't get me wrong. Dog is on point. Hey, everyone. How are we doing? Uh, that was my attempt, and there have been more than one attempt. There are some drafts on the uh, cutting room floor, if you will, of uh, my tribute to Garrison Keeler and a Prairie Home Companion. I was talking with a friend of the show who we'll be seeing a lot more of, hint, hint, wink, wink, in the future, uh, Daniel Solorzno. And we were just talking about things, and uh, he brought up that song, uh, Tishomingo Blues is the name of the song. Um, you know, A Prairie Home Companion is something that I was raised on. It's why I do this. I mean, obviously I've talked about my dad, but like, I fell in love with radio. Garrison Keeler to me is is my my king, and I love that guy. And uh, I way back when, way, way back when, uh, it would have been like oh four oh five, uh, when internet radio was a thing. You just you know called it on your phone. I had a show called A Geek's Home Companion. So uh, that was my attempt. Um, I'm not a singer. You probably have gleamed that from that, and I am sorry. I would not uh, um, advise playing this out loud around babies 
or dogs or other people. Um, but hey, you know, I, I gave it my best shot. I gave it the old college try. Uh, thank you all for the very nice uh, feedback from last week's show. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with last week's show. I had a lot of fun. Uh, just, you know, it, it felt good. It, it, it felt right. It felt good, which are all very good things in my book. So, uh, no, I was super, super happy with it. And uh, that's why we're back here again. That's why we're, because I, yeah, I was super just jazzed by it. And uh, I've been really kind of reflecting on the things that I need to do. And I've got my, my show notes here. I've got my outline in front of me. Who would have thunk it that you want to actually, you know, know what you're saying. Weird, I know, but uh, here we are. Uh, so, yeah, no big update on Ben as as much as last week, because obviously, don't need to. Not as much happened. Uh, the injections are working. Took Teddy to a indoor dog park today, and actually ran around. Uh, I did more running than he did. I think my dog's broken. I don't know if he knows how to play. That probably is on me, because I haven't played with him a bunch lately. But, um, so that was kind of, you know, a bummer, but we're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on, on rolling. And, uh, also the American healthcare system is the worst. So at the beginning of the year, I'm on my wife's, uh, health insurance cause it's tremendously better than mine. Uh, and we were loving it. And then we got switched over to Anthem, uh, Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield. And they have been nothing but the worst problem after problem denying uh, coverage, messing up my prescriptions. Uh, yeah. Healthcare in America stinks. If you are not in America, count your luck, you know, your lucky stars when it comes to your healthcare, because healthcare here is, it's bad. It's real bad. And it, uh, it's disheartening. It makes me like, it took me a minute to like, not be like, forget this noise. Uh, I don't like this. I and like, why am I working so hard when the not doing anything positive for my body was working just fine? I mean, it, it wasn't because that's why my body is, you know, falling apart rapidly. So I'm trying to you know, fix that, but it's just like, it's disheartening. So yeah, health, health insurance is no good. Not a fan, not a fan at all. So yeah, we're, uh, we're rocking and rolling into this new year, and I'm uh, I'm feeling good about 2024 so far. So uh, let's go ahead and just get get into it. Speaking of a year, uh, and we talked about this guy last week, and we played a little bit of his music last week, and I, I talked about this song in particular. So uh, we're going to go into the sports block after this next song, uh, but he just dropped a new mixtape on Wednesday, this is uh, Norman Sand, and this is New Year, New Me, baby. New Year, New Me, who are you, boy? If you're in my way, you better move, boy. I don't ever miss a cue like schoolboy. Ain't no telling what I'ma do, boy. Ha, 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 ha. 
that you thought you had me figured out, but nah, 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 nah. I'm way too unpredictable. I'm so freaking dope. I make you flick your nose. I got tricks up my sleeve like here's a rose. Whoa, it should be evident. I am so elegant and focused on getting M's because I couldn't get a letterman back then. But now we moving up like the Jeffersons. I can't quit now because if I do, I won't get severance this year. I'm trying to be one with the elements and stay away from vibrations that I shouldn't meddle in. I'm shocked. They do not relish in the present tense. Must have forgot that I'm hot and I'm heaven sent. What's the trend? I don't give a damn about being relevant. But then again, I'm trying to be the light with all this melanin how can i go this hard and still be considered a gentleman no i ain't normal me indifferent no synonyms new year new me who are you boy if you're in my way you better move boy i don't ever miss a cue like schoolboy. ain't no telling what i'ma do boy ha, 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 ha. i bet you thought you had me figured out but no 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 i'm way too unpredictable you can keep the I'ma keep my soul, they tryna butter me up Cause I've been on a roll, no roadhouse I can make it hot when it's cold out Slow it down, I'ma stand still, strike a pose now Became one with the elements, you all exposed Now even the chemical brothers say I'm out of control now Curtis said death is wished upon me by many men When you in the hood, you die easier than Kenny them Some don't have a vision, I wish I could lend a lens to them Some don't listen to truth, I wish that I could lend an ear to them Some people scared to chase a dream, mm-hmm I guess failure put the fear in them But I'ma still try to cheer for them I'ma still be here for them I'ma try to make a path clear for them Cause once I make it, you won't see me shed a tear for them New year, new me, who are you, boy? If you're in my way, you better move, boy I don't ever miss a cue like schoolboy Ain't no telling what I'ma do, boy Ha, 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 ha I bet you thought you had me figured I mean, out it's just, but it's no, so no, good no, The whole mixtape no, is no. really good I'm way too yeah, get on that that mixtape. Get on that mixtape right now. Norman San, he is real, real good. Um, yeah, I like it. The mixtape's called Pressure. Norman San, S-A-N-N. So uh, get on some Norman San because it's, uh, it's good. He's a good. He's a good. All right, so let's talk some uh, NFL this past weekend was the uh, wild card weekend, super wild card weekend, I think they call it, because there are so many games, and uh, it was a wild one. So uh, let's just kind of go over these real quick, and I uh, will also reflect on my predictions. Uh, first game, Texans-Browns. Whoa, boy. Was not expecting that. Was not expecting the Browns to get mollywopped as bad as they did. Uh I guess the Joe Flacco experience is over. The, uh, you know, turned into a pumpkin for sure. Definitely not the first person to say that. I want to say it was Stephen A. Smith that said that. Um, kind of a corny line, but works. Yeah, I was I was blown away, especially with that defense. That defense is way too good to be that bad. Now, I'm also not, I don't want to take away from C.J. Stroud and the Texans. They won that game. It's not a situation of like the, the Browns lost it. And no, the Texans won definitively. So, I mean, they're a scary team. They're a scary team. And like CJ Stroud being as good as he is this quickly, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. I think it was, I saw, I can't remember, it was on ESPN. They had said that, or was it ESPN or was, no, it was actually, it was Nick Wright over on Fox Sports. Yeah or FS1, or whatever the hell it is. <clears throat> he was talking about how a lot of coaches, when they get hired, they have a five-year plan. 
D'Amico Ryans is in year four of a five-year plan, and this is his first year. The guy is an amazing coach. Like D'Amico Ryan doesn't win coach of the year. I don't know what they're doing. He has taken a rookie quarterback, other rookie offensive pieces. He's a rookie head coach, and he is like they're a scary team. Now, do I think they're going to go all the way? I don't think so, but I didn't think they were going to blow out the Browns. So, ah, you know, I can't tell you what they're going to do. Uh, I think it's a, I don't know, that was just an impressive game. It it stinks, uh, you know, being here in Northeast Ohio and uh, feeling the energy before the game and feeling it after, that was uh, not no bueno. But, you know, I think that, the Browns are still on an upward trajectory. Again, like you had a fourth quarterback. This quarterback had gotten off the couch a couple weeks ago. No Nick Chubb. There are piece, there were pieces missing there that I don't think the Browns are fading away. But I also, like this team has a lot of expectations, which is I think maybe new to the organization, at least for the last while. And they're going to have to start living up to them. So I think it'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason. That $234 million contract ain't helping. No, sir. No, sir. It is not helping. And, uh, yeah, Deshaun Watson. I think Stavansky came out and said that uh, he's the definitive number one starter, and which, I mean, for that kind of money, I guess. But, yipes, 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 yipes. All right. Uh, the next game we have is uh, the Chiefs and Dolphins played in, I believe, Hoth. I believe the game was played on Hoth. I think if you go back and watch it, you will see a Tauntaun just rolling through. And I'm pretty sure I saw it like Luke and Han. That looked miserable. Like I, there has been more discussion this week about the whole, like all football stadiums should be domed. I don't get why they're not. I understand my grandparents, my mom's parents were at the ice bowl if you're familiar with football at all at Lambeau field, I get it. The weather like in Buffalo and Kansas city and Cleveland and all these like cold weather, you know, it's definitely an advantage. And when you're playing, you know, Miami is going up to, you know, Cleveland or Cincinnati, or not Cincinnati um, Kansas city, they're going up to Kansas city. And I think it was, I read somewhere. It was the fourth coldest um, NFL game of all time. It was like 23 below zero with wind chill. That's insane. That is not okay. Frostbite sets in quickly. So I am not a hundred percent surprised that the, the, the dolphins got you know, smoked. I don't know. I think there's something missing with the dolphins. I don't, I don't think they're a bad team at all. <clears throat> But I think they just they have some things they need to work out. So I, I I don't know. And again, like I like I said in my predictions, like I I, I went with the Chiefs because it's hard to go into the Chiefs, especially in those conditions. But we'll go with uh, we'll talk about that more in a minute about the Chiefs and uh, home field and such and conditions is where they're headed next week. But yeah, you know, I mean it was it was the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs doing Chiefs things. Looked miserable. I. Uh, there's no way I would have wanted to be there. Like I no. it looked, it looked just the most miserable thing in the world. No, thank you. 
you might not call it, you might say, oh, you're not a real fan. If you no, I am a real fan, but also I don't want to lose my fingers and toes and feet and such. So no, thank you. Uh, Packers, Cowboys, they got lucky that they were playing in down in Dallas, but oh boy, the, uh, the Cowboys are no good. The Cowboys have not won anything since the 90s. Bill Clinton was the president the last time they won a Super Bowl. Bill Clinton. And what's crazy to me is that you, you know, it's a it's a meme at this point, kind of, that, you know, the Cowboys is whole America's team, but why? Wouldn't, like, if you're going to, like, say, like, America's team has got a storied franchise, it would have to be the Patriots, as nauseating as that is, because they've won recently, uh, the Chiefs. My Broncos have won three titles in, since they've won a title. In the drought of the Cowboys, the Broncos have won three titles. Yeah. Yeah. They've gone to, like, what, four Super Bowls? Yeah, they've gone to four Super Bowls in that span. It's it's redonkulous. Uh, I think there's big change happening in Dallas. I think it, well, I, I know that uh, they just announced that Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere. So maybe not big change, but uh, you, you would have thought maybe with Parcells out there, not Parcells, man, Parcells, eesh, Bill Belichick out there in the world, they would have gone after him. But no, uh, Jerry Jones is cool with 12 and five seasons and one and done playoffs. Uh, okay. I mean, I, Broncos haven't done anything in a while. They haven't sniffed the playoffs. This was the closest we got this year, and we definitely didn't make it. So, but I don't know. I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, oh boy. And then with the Packers, like, they're playing with house money. They snuck into the playoffs, and they're they're a good team. I don't think they're going to go past their next game. I'm shocked they got past this game. I, I definitely, like I said in my, in my last week, you know, both teams were, have been inconsistent, but the Cowboys have been less inconsistent. Well, I was wrong. This is why I'm not a professional sports an, um, analyst because uh, I was completely wrong. But I think a lot of other people were too. But uh, no, it, I mean, it was it was crazy to see. Uh, but it's just, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I guarantee you, come August, we're gonna hear, you know, how about them boys? How about them boys? How about them boys? And it's like, how about them? They've had no success in 30-plus years. My Broncos stink, but we still have won three titles in that span. Bro. Uh, Lions, that was a nail-biter. Didn't like it. Wish it would have been not a nail-biter. Uh, but the Lions winning a home playoff game for the first time in 30 years. Heck Yeah. So pumped again. Like I said, I had, I knew people in the building and I'm going to know people in the building this weekend. And, uh, you know, this is a, this is a tough one. This is a tough game. It's a sneaky, tough game, but I am just so over the moon for the city of Detroit, the players, the organization and my friends and family that are big lions fans. That's awesome. You know, the, the, the journey, the miracle season continues, but it's not just a miracle because they are a good team. 
then, you know, Jared Goff is at times kind of scary, but the dude is, is bought all the way in and he's got so much heart and Dan Campbell's got so much heart that I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. Again, <clears throat> I made it very clear that I am not bandwagoning. I have never been a Lions fan because I haven't been there, you know, for the bad, the bad. I've made my Lions jokes when they were 0 and 16. So I don't get to celebrate. I don't get to have the same level of anticipation and joy that real Lions fans get. So I am, I'm definitely on the outside. I am definitely like a second or third tier fan. I am more excited, like I said, for the people in my life in the city of Detroit, but I will still root for them and uh, hopefully they will able to win their next game, even though that will be in direct uh, competition with uh, members of this fine establishment of, of Jabroni U uh, because the Buccaneers dog, dog walked. They dog walked the Eagles. Oh my goodness. The Eagles went from very close to winning the Super Bowl to like just getting demolished. It was not close. That, that was embarrassing. I am embarrassed. Like I am not an Eagles fan, but holy crap, that was bad. They are all suffering from emotional damage. Yeah, I know the timing wasn't the greatest on that one, but it's still you got to get that awesome emotional damage. That was better. That was better. Uh, but no, they were, they were, they were. I, I thought they could be a team that could go back and maybe give Jason Kelsey that um, you know, right off to the sunset. But I was, I was wrong. I was not only wrong, but I was wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. And when I saw the score, I was like, you're going to be joking me. And I was like, you're going to be joking me. Sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll walk away from the, the soundboard. You're going to be joking me. Ha, got one more. But no, I, I was totally uh, impressed by that. You know, Baker Mayfield. Again, living here in Cleveland, I'm happy for the dude. I'm super happy for the dude, and uh, but I hope that he doesn't win his next game. Uh, and then the Bills beat the Steelers in the game that should have been on the weekend but got moved because, uh, again, the, the whole having a dome, that needs to happen in Buffalo. They get so much snow there. I had friends, really good friends, live in Buffalo, and they would send me like videos and pictures of like you know how much snow they got, and like we're not talking about like you can't get out your driveway because you definitely can't get out your driveway. We're talking it is at the roof. We're talking you open up your top story of your house window, and there is snow. People are legitimately snowed into their homes. Like the game wasn't really canceled because of you know, the conditions on the field, even though they were bad, it's because it wasn't safe for humans to go out in the world. I want to say it was last year. There was a delay where like they couldn't get to players because players of the team were snowed in. Bill's mafia are some dedicated, <clears throat> dedicated folks. I'm going to try to stop the, the, the gravelly thing. Cause when I listen to it back, like, 
let me know. I, I don't like it. I'm trying to work on like, you know, uh, making my voice not as, as gruff and grumbly, but yeah. So taking a drink here, but yeah, like I feel like Bill's mafia, they're great fans, but man, you gotta have a dome and like they're building a new stadium and they're gonna have like a canopy. So it's going to cover like 70% dome it, get a retractable dome. If you want, you got to have a dome. It's ridiculous. Like I love, I love Buffalo wings, but you people are insane. And I mean that with love, but you are all insane up there in Buffalo. So we go to this weekend and we're in the divisional round and we've got some good matchups and I am, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So here we go. We've got Ravens, who had the bye because they're the number one seed in the AFC playing the Texans, and they're hosting. I, the Ravens should win this game. And I don't want to say easily, but like it should not be a doubt. But the Texans, man, like, I mean, I know it's different because they're going to be playing in Baltimore. It's not domed, and it was domed for CJ. And, you know, it's also... No one thought they would get this far. And so the pressure of a rookie quarterback going against probably the MVP in Lamar Jackson and a favorite to at least go to the Super Bowl in the Ravens. Uh, you know, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if this game got out of hand in the favor of the Ravens or I like maybe like the Ravens have been off for a couple of weeks and maybe they, they get punched in the mouth early on. I think this is going to be a fun game. And I think C.J. Stroud is going to learn a lot from this game. He's going to learn a lot from watching uh, Lamar Jackson. And I just, I don't know. I am I am excited for this game. It's a 4.30 game on Saturday, so I'm about that life. Teddy and I will be hopefully watching, or, uh, you know, it'll be that should be a good game. And then um, at 8.15, way too late, but it's not in California, so whatever. A rivalry renewed with the 49ers and Packers. I remember uh, 49ers Packers games way back when Steve Young and Burt Favre, the welfare stealing dork uh, were, you know, the quarterbacks. This is also could be a very interesting game because the 49ers great team, number one seed Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. It's still insane to me that this guy, Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, there has never been a Mr. Irrelevant that has been noteworthy, really, that I can think of. Maybe there has been one. But Brock Purdy is clearly the guy, like, now the guy of that. Like, you know, he is, I don't know, he, the, the guy is just, he's grounded, and he doesn't make a ton of mistakes until he does. Chris McCaffrey, got to love Chris McCaffrey. Uh, I loved his dad, Ed McCaffrey, Broncos, Legend. And Chris McCaffrey is from Denver because he, you know, obviously Ed and the kids went to Cherry Creek High School. My cousins went to Cherry Creek High School. Go McCaffrey. They've got a scary defense. Joey, I'm sure he's a it Joey Bosa. It's one of the Bosa brothers. They're both racist. Um, Chase Young, great defense. Uh, George Kittle, wrestling fan. Love George Kittle. This should be a really good game, and I think this should be a game that the 49ers win, but the Packers got the big mo. They've got the big mo, and again, the 49ers have not played. And, you know, there's that rust 
We have seen teams that had gotten that bye week and they come out and they do not look great and they maybe get either punched in the mouth and that wakes them up or they get punched in the mouth and they never give off the mat. So uh, I still think, I, I mean, I think Ravens are probably are, are going to win and I think 49ers win. I, you know, I could definitely see a scenario where it's not close, but I could also see a scenario where there's upsets because, man, the playoffs are a weird thing. The playoffs are a weird, weird Weird deal. Uh, and then Sunday, we've got Lions hosting the Bucks. You know, the Bucks are hot right now, and Baker Mayfield is feeling himself, but, like, reports from the people that I know that were in Ford Field is that baby was shaking. That baby was rocking. You know, I, I grew up in Michigan, and I, I saw the Red Wings win a bunch of cups the Pistons were, you know, hot in the the early '90s, like late '80s, early '90s. They they got you know hot again in the early aughts. As I was living in Detroit when the Tigers went to the World Series, man, the Lions like that, like the fact that Michigan just won the national title. I just I I feel like the momentum and the spirit and I I, I got to go Lions, I got to go Lions, and I, I just. To me, it's also it's not just an emotional pick. I feel it's a pretty smart pick. That defense is wicked. They got to step up though, because Baker Mayfield has got a lot of confidence. They've got good weapons on that team. This is not going to be an easy game. The Buccaneers are a good team, and they can definitely win the game. But the Lions should win the game. So I'm picking the Lions. But I am like I can't imagine like the nervousness I feel is a fraction of what like real Lions fans are feeling. So can't imagine. I'm sure they're on pins and needles. Luckily, domed. Detroit is domed. Do you know why? Because it snows in Detroit, and they're in a freaking dome. So, heed, heed. And then Bills Chiefs. For the first time ever, Patrick Mahomes has to go on the road in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff game outside of the Super Bowl Anywhere but Arrowhead Stadium. And he has to go up to Buffalo, New York, Hoth, and play a game. I don't know, man. Like like I said last week, it's hard to bet against the, the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey. But this year, they haven't been as chiefy. But again, last week, Rice went off and had a crazy game. And I don't know. I just, if the Bills are going to do it, this is the year. If the Bills don't win this game, blow it up. Blow it up because they have been the team of almost and potential and they could be and they should be. And this is their moment. This is the Bills moment to win. And so if they don't, unless it's like a fluky thing or whatever, like, if, if they, you know, Josh Allen has a bad game where he's giving the ball away and they're not capitalizing, then it's going to it's gonna look real bad and it's going to be some tough conversations. But also, Bill's Mafia, they're crazy. And that, that home field and the Chiefs are obviously, you know, especially from last week, used to playing in frigid, awful weather. So I think the actual weather, you know, is doesn't really the deterrent here. I just think that, the, the Bills are on a roll. They've won a bunch of games in a row. 
the Chiefs. I mean, they definitely handled business last week. I don't know. I, I think that this is either going to be the Bills finally getting the, you know, the monkey out their back or that monkey reaching over and stabbing him in the chest. Uh, it's a graphic thing, sorry. But I so I'm gonna go Lions and I'm gonna go Bills, but that is the one I am the absolute least confident with. I really think that game is a toss up, if I'm being honest with you. I think that game is a toss up, but I'm gonna go Bills, but I don't feel good about it. I don't feel great about it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um yeah, so that's NFL. It's going to be a good week. Uh, just a couple of little things on the NFL, or the NBA. Big trade. Uh, my my ba- my baby boy, Bruce Brown, who, after the Nuggets won the, the title, signed to a real nice deal over in Indiana, and nothing but love for Brucey. Uh, he got traded up to Toronto, and the Pacers got um, Siakam and... Man, that, that uh, Indiana Pacers, that's a team with, with, uh, with Halliburton, I think they they can make some noise. Like the the East has got a lot of good talent over there. You've got the Bucks with Giannis and and Dame. Uh, the you know the Philly they Philly just beat the Nuggets uh, and B just went for forty one. Again, do that in April, May, and June, and I'll be impressed. In January, it, it, it's great. It's good to win, but the same thing happened last year right around the same exact time. Like here's my thing. Like uh, Joel Embiid is a great player. And like you know, a lot of you know fans of like Jokic and other fan bases are always kind of dogging him. The guy, want, I mean, he's a great player. Yes, he has had a lot of injury issues. I think they have lessened over the last couple of years, which is great for him as a person because you never want to see anyone injured. And last year he won the MVP, and I think he was rightfully so. I think, I think the argument could have been made for uh, Jokic being a three-time MVP back to back to back, and Jokic did win the Finals MVP. So. You know, but Embiid is a good team. They have a good team. They just got to do it. You know, they had all the drama with James Harden. But th- if this is the year, they at least got to get out of the second round. They're good at the first round. They don't get out of the second round. And so at what point do you kind of have a conversation that people were having about Jokic of like, oh, this dude, you know, back-to-back MVP, but like, Nothing to really show for it. So I think that Embiid has got a lot of pressure on him. And the, the East is just a really, it's really tight. Uh, the West is looking good. I mean, the Nuggets are sitting around like three or four. But the West is, you know, the Clippers are finally getting together. I definitely was, you know, clowning the, the Clippers at the beginning when they got hardened because they were having tro- problems. The problem is they've worked it out. And you've got a lot of, you know, got a four-headed monster there. Uh, you know the Suns are looking are looking pretty good. Uh, Lakers are hilariously bad, uh, but you know they could always pull some other hat. The Warriors are on the verge of blowing everything up. Like the NBA, it's this is the time. Like it, you know, it's middle of January. Once the trade line trade deadline happens next month, then really that trade line uh, trade deadline. That's when we kind of really see the beginning of that mad dash towards the the playoffs. I'm still very uh, confident with my Nuggets. I think that they have a you know a very good shot of repeating. I think again, they're the champs, and until they get beaten, they're still the champs. You got to beat you know to be the man. You got to beat the man, and so I think that that is something that is indicative. But 
it's it's hard. A lot of teams added a lot of firepower, and we still got the trade deadline. So I don't know if they're going to make any moves. I don't know what they would get. I don't know who like what assets they have. Um, they've never really been like big, big splash in the trade. I mean, obviously we picked up Aaron Gordon a couple of years ago, and that worked out. Even though, still miss you, Gary Harris. Miss you every day. But so I could see maybe a little bit here and there, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what goes on from there. And of course, uh, pitchers and catchers report soon. And the Colorado Rockies are still a uh, baseball team. Okay, moving on. Uh, So we're going to go into our next song and then we're going to have some music talk and it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think there are some people that listen to this podcast that are going to be interested in what I have to say. Um, but, you know, we're going to play a song real quick, but just so you know, just to give you a little bit of, of a teaser of what we're going to talk about. Everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord. From the first to the last of it, delivery is passionate. The whole and not the half of it, forecasting aftermath of it. Project I let them blast away. Accurate assassin shit. Me and Polly close like Bethlehem and Nazareth. After this, you be pressing rewind on top of your master. This shining like an asterisk for all those that Connected like a red house from the townhouse to the tenements Cause all our Brooklyn residents Don't have heavy regiments Don't believe, hear the evidence We're Brooklyn See that? Buy the ticket all, can't believe that From where they said they threw ya To where the police react Tell it while equality Don't tell them what we be at Brooklyn, New York City, where they paint murals of Biggie and Cash, we trust, cause it's ghetto fabulous life, look pretty, what a pity, blunts are still 50 cents, it's intense, street sense is dominant, can't be covered with incense, my presence felt, my name is Polly from the eternal reflection, people think your MC is your hand for misconception, let me meditate, set it straight, came to the conclusion that most of these cats is featherweight, let me demonstrate, walking the streets is like battling, be careful with your body, you must know karate, you think your soul is bulletproof like Sade, stop acting like a bitch already, be a visionary, and maybe you can see your Name in the column of obituary, third grade teacher reading it, talking about I knew he'd amount to nothing. They was like he was the quiet type. Who'd have thought they was frontin'? Talking loud like you and RCA. Get carted away with body parts and trays. What a way to start your day. Yo, it's like one, two, three. Yeah, if you are unfamiliar with what is going on and what I'll be talking about here, uh, I want to play for you a little bit of a clip. Uh, Most Def, uh, Yassine Bey, uh, as he goes now, was on a podcast and he was talking about uh, just a number of things and he was asked a question. He was asked a question about um, Aubrey, a.k.a. Drake, and, uh, you know, here is his response. Like, is Drake hip-hop? Like, is Drake hip-hop? Why are you doing this to me? Drake is pop to me. 
in the sense like if I was in Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping. <laughs> Commercial music. Oh, it's, or it's you know music. shopping with an edge in certain instances. Fair. I like Drake's music, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Of course. I mean, I, it's, I, I, I it's get commercial, it. entertaining, fun, it's, good, it's, formulaic music. It's likable. Likable music, yeah. It's likable. See, here's the thing. I don't... I can understand where people think that was most... Or Yassine uh, being, you know, dissing being derogatory towards Drake and a little bit there, but also like, I don't think he's wrong. So here's the, thing. I don't think I'm in a position to say what is hip hop and what is not like ultra medicine show, not hip hop. Like I can do that. But when it comes to like Drake and most deaf, I, I don't think I, I'm qualified to say what is and what is not hip hop. I will say that I am not the biggest Drake fan. Drake. Just never really uh, resonated with me. I, there's a couple of songs I like, but when it comes to Drake, 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 yeah, that glitched weird. Whatever, it works. Um, you know, I just I I am not the biggest fan. Like uh, to me, it's I I acknowledge that the dude is prolific. The dude is always putting out music. There are artists that you're like, do something. Give me a voice memo, man. Give me something. He, th this dude has, he's one of those guys that's going to have, you know, he'll be dead 10 years and he's still putting out new music. Because he's just like, just, I can't imagine the archives of what Drake has. I think, the, the other thing he has talent, it's just, for me, I don't connect with the music as like his lyrics and like the, you know, there's with hip hop, there are some lyrics I just, I'm never going to connect with cause I'm a you know 40 year old white dude from the Midwest, but I just don't you know connect with some of it. And also to be very honest, I find his noise is his voice kind of annoying. Like his rapping voice is, is it's kind of, it's nasally and it's just, it, I don't, it grades on me. It's something where I can't listen to it a lot. Like, I mean the same thing with like Axl Rose, Axl Rose, like after a while, can't listen to his voice. I can get like one or two songs in maybe and just like nails on a chalkboard. So I think that's a big thing. But also I'm just a bigger fan of most deaf. Like that song definition off of black star album. I think black star that the first album. Perfect. I think that is a perfect album. And I know that he's not the only one on there. Obviously Talib Kweli is part of black star, but I, I love most deaf. I love his music. I love his lyricism. I love his voice. I love his, his, uh, delivery. I just, I've, it's, I've been a big fan of most stuff since I've really got into hip hop. So I don't, I can understand that people took it, you know, some kind of way. What I don't vibe with is like all these kids are like, who's most deaf? Name five most deaf songs. Like, shut up. That's, that's dumb. Like, no one listens to, to most deaf in the club. I don't go to the club. Not everyone goes to the club. Not everyone, like, like, not all music is graded on if, you know, you can listen to it at the club. There is music that I love. I'm not listening to at the club. You know, I'm not listening to Wagner at the club. 
I don't know why I'm saying it like that. It's a weird thing to say. Uh, but and I get it. Like, you know, there's always going to be the younger generation thinking that the older generation is just hate on everything. But it's such a weird thing where there's, obviously it happens in other genres of music, but I feel like it happens more and maybe I just see it more in hip hop where like this younger generation wants to dismiss the people, you know, ahead of them. And I get it to a certain point. Like if you're some like 15, 16, 17 year old kid, or maybe like in your early twenties and you got like Snoop Dogg and Jay-Z, most deaf, all these guys, you one, maybe you never really listened to his music. And also you're like, you know, it's the whole, like you're an old guy tell this young guys what to do and what what's music and not. And to a point I get that. And that happens with every generation. And like, there are some, you know, newer artists that I really like, like, you know, uh, you know, Toby Nguigwe, uh, Norman San, you know, JPEG mafia. Like there's a bunch of like newer stuff. I, I really like, like I am not of this mindset that hip hop is quote unquote dead. It's not, it never has been, never will be. There is, genres of hip hop that are popular now that I'm not a big fan of, you know, the quote unquote mumble rap. Eh, you know, I think that was got blown out of proportion, but some of it is, is fun. Some of it I, I don't vibe with, uh, some trap music, you know, same thing, but like that's with all music. There are, you know, there's bluegrass music. I don't like as much like perfect example. So I played the song last week, uh, by T- uh, top house really enjoy their stuff. So I've been getting into their catalog and they put out a, a couple of years ago, uh, an, an EP of Irish songs, like, like kind of traditional Irish songs. Did not vibe with it as much. Wasn't bad, but also because I listened to a lot of actual Irish people like from Ireland, it, it was, but it was just, that wasn't exactly for me. And there are other artists that like I'll listen to, like you go to like, you know, an artist, you know, like, Similar to, or some people that listen to this like this. And there's some that are like, great, love it. Some are like, don't like that. And so that always happens with all genres of music. But I don't know. I, I just I think it's just kind of funny that all these kids, because you have like the, the old heads, which, I mean, I'm, I'm one of them. I'm an old head. Like, you know, talking about like, you know, our, our love of Blackstar and Mostaf and you know, that era of music. But also, it goes too far, and you got, like, all oh, these little fucking kids don't know what they're talking about. Which, like, shut up. They do. But then you got the kids, or the, sorry, the younger generation. They're like, no one over 25 knows what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I'm sure I had that mentality when I was 25. 15 years. God, 15 fucking years ago. Oh, God. Sorry. 15 freaking years ago. Ugh. But also, like, no. Like, respect your elders. To the point, especially like, when it comes to hip-hop, like, I don't know if I'm, if I'm young in the game, God, if I was a younger musician and like, you know, most deaf wants to give me some critique, I'm listening that, but that's just me that, you know, could be old man, Ben. So I just think it's funny that Drake. I, I, I don't, haven't heard him do a response yet. Maybe I missed it. I would definitely find that hilarious if he did. Um, so look for that. But uh, yeah, we're going to go into our next song here, and then we have a fun, a fun, uh, exciting new piece of this puzzle that I actually uh, just got, so I'm really excited. But this next song, um, oh, actually, oh, I was going to talk about, crap. Wow, 
I didn't even look over her. This is the first time my uh, I failed my my run sheet here. Uh, the new Kid Cudi record that came out, Insano. I love it. I love it. Like I, it was already gonna be a short review, but it's gonna be shorter now. It's a great, it's a great album. I really, really enjoy it. It's got a lot of great features on it. Uh, it's just great. Like if you like Kid Cudi, listen to it all. Uh, the songs, like that middle part, like the three or four songs in the middle are great, but the whole thing is awesome. But so it's a, definitely a recommend for me. Maybe I'll do like a longer uh, review of it at some point soon, but just say it's a, it's an A plus for me. It's great. Uh, here's a song that I enjoy from the album. I don't know if it's the best song off the album, but it's a song I really enjoy off the album. So here is Kid Cudi with Little Yachty and talking about being two. Damn. Hi. Be right back. Too damn high. Yeah, I'm such a fly guy. Said it's nothing that I live up on the in-between lines. I decided, man, it's such a right time. Take it to heaven. You said you never seen it. Can't believe it all right. And I can't be faded, yeah, I'm dated, alright Girl, let's try to get the day, but see, I'm just too picky, though Said just pick up later, she want me, but don't take you out Taking them now, I'll go later, I'm ballin' in the amount See me, I'm going the sauce and the flavor, the money come in, I can't count See, no time and no bitches ready, talking, you talking, I'm shining out Help them, no time, I'm a play, flapping their chips in this chest for clout I'm too plus, I ain't worried, my babe Too damn high, I am, too damn high Fuck he saying, fuck he time I'll give me fatty. On that ex, I'm on that drink, shit getting steady. Can't feel my face, no. Baby, taste it, ain't shit basic. Soldiers in my places. Open that Marshall, open that Marshall. Give me mouth, don't talk back to me, I don't do gossip. Heard that nigga on some smoke, need the boss up. It's a smoky party, heard I fuck this man, that's why he off us. Back up off me. Don't get too damn high. Um, apparently, if you sniff some pepper when you're really high, that'll help. Um, <clears throat> I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, just don't get too damn high. All right. I am excited. So, Biff Radio is a big tent. It's a big uh, tent with all the people of Jabroni U, and I reached out to this guy and I'm so excited that he it just came in. And like you're thinking, oh, what do you mean just came in? Dude's busy. Dude's super dad. Super husband. You know, running an empire, running the world. He is one of the busiest men I know. Uh, he's also just awesome guy. And also, I'm sure he wanted to make sure it was the best because he is a high standard of excellence. So I'm just grateful. So I want to give the biggest, 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 biggest shout out to one Mr. Wes Allen, part of Allen Club, leader of Allen Club, you know, or, you know, maybe not, you know, at least co-leader because, you know, we don't believe in the patriarchy here. And uh, big love to Why Do We Ever Meet podcast. Um, big love to Ash from the Why Do We Ever Meet podcast who is uh, taking a step back to pursue some amazing 
new opportunities in coaching and being awesome. Uh, also, uh, apparently that means that cash host of ceramic hat will be, uh, involved more when it comes to white over meat. And all I got to say about that is I'm going to cheers. We're going to be hearing a lot of that. So, uh, but here is Wes giving us a review of the new action movie with Jason Statham, the beekeeper. I am so excited about this. I have not listened to this yet, which I probably should have. This is probably not the most, uh, Professional, but uh, here we go. Here is Wes Allen's review of The Beekeeper. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Wes from Why Do We Ever Meet? Hope everybody's doing well. I'm sure you are. You're listening to Biff Radio as we speak. Um, Biff asked me to give just a little uh, short review of uh, The Beekeeper, which I saw last weekend on its opening weekend. I loved it. Um, I think what you're seeing, the the surprise uh, and delight amongst the reviews is because as an action movie, it highlights all of the cool strengths that Jason Statham brings to a role like that, while also taking a completely different angle on that stoic, stone-faced badass, stone-faced badass killer. Uh, but it's got a stacked cast, too. You've got people like Jeremy Irons and Josh Hutcherson and Minnie Driver. Um, just a super fun movie. Um, the action scenes, the fight sequences are fucking great. Uh, all of the bee and beekeeping references are really fun, too. And uh, I would say that if you like movies like The Equalizer or the Jack Reacher movies or, hell, even like Taken... Uh, the beekeeper is that with a little more raw and gritty um, action in it, but overall super fun. Um, I was uh, it was one of those things where I'm like I could sit back down and watch that movie again and not even think twice about it. So, so yeah, uh, the beekeeper. If you are a fan of action martial arts movies. Uh, just action and action movies with big fight sequences, that sort of stuff, uh, highly stylized. And if you're just a fan of Jason Statham in general, go see The Beekeeper and support movies in the theater. I definitely want to see The Beekeeper. Uh, Wes has never steered me wrong when it comes to a recommendation on anything. He is the best. Wes, Wes, he's the best. Wes. So, yeah, go see The Beekeeper. I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, look for more movie reviews from Wes and other folks and album reviews. Uh, we are going to give everyone an, on the Jabroni U staff an opportunity to come on and talk about things they love or send in things. And maybe then are always going to be part of Jabroni U. Maybe special guests. The Rock. The Rock. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm Dwayne's not. I'm just looking at The Rock right now. For my 40th birthday, I had, they threw me, my family threw me a surprise party and uh, they got John Cena and The Rock like life-size cut out. It's a big, 
big dude. And I'm looking at him right now, and he's looking at me, and he's telling me to, to, to move on. Uh, so here is a song that we will talk about on the uh, the backside here. The name of the song is called Be Cool or Beat It, and the name of the band is Malort and Savior. I'll talk to more about that after this. <laughs> Our band out of Chicago, or as my stepdad says, Chicago, because he's a weirdo. Love you, Dad. Love you every day. <clears throat> so we are actually, by we, I mean me, I am interviewing them tomorrow. So their interview is going to be next week's episode. I am looking forward to it. It is another band I found through TikTok. Scrolling through, and I see, the first thing I see is Malort. The guy's wearing a Malort sweater. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to stay. And... I listened to it and I really enjoy it. I love you some pop punk. And so I'm really looking forward to interviewing the band. So look for uh, our first interview of this new era next week with Malort and Savior. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, all their music is on Spotify and other places, uh, Bandcamp, if you will, and uh, iTunes. So definitely go listen to some Malort and Savior. And uh, if you were listening to this, before seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Friday, and you have questions for Malort and Savior, hit up the socials, which is Biff Radio on 
uh, Twitter or X, whatever, Twitter, Biff Radio 1 on Instagram, Biff underscore radio on TikTok, uh, and yeah, send me some questions. So, yeah, we are wrapping up here. Again, another fun show. Learning. It's a learning process. I cut out most of the uh, the Kid Cudi album review uh, because I kind of went long on other things and I didn't look at my uh, awesome rundown sheet, but I'm going to look at that. I'm looking more into it, and I feel like I'm, again, still learning this. Uh, I pr- I would say I promise not to say anymore. I don't know. I, I was fun. You guys can give me your feedback on the singing intro. I've got a feeling I know what the uh, feedback's going to be. I'm going to get some feedback from my wife downstairs when I go, uh, you know, you know, pause on there, not pause it, end on this. I'm sure it'll be fun. <clears throat> I am under no illusions that I have a good voice. I like singing because I like music, but I, I, I think I could have had a good voice if I had trained. I, I definitely, like, I can find pitches whether the, I don't know. I, I definitely have, I had talent and I have this, the tools for talent, but I, I just don't have a good voice. My wife has a beautiful voice. I do not, but I enjoy singing. And uh, I liked that. And so I don't know. I don't know if we'll come back. I don't know if it'll be a permanent thing. We'll see. Um, we're going to wrap it up today. So we're going to wrap up with a band again, found them through the TikToks. I'm telling you, TikTok is a great place to find music, especially when you spend as much time on TikTok as I do. The band is called the national parks. And if you want to know what national parks, you got to go find you yourself, a Josiah Bartlett. Cause that dude knows all about national parks. It's a West wing reference. Bay Bay. Other song is called eighth wonder by the national parks. And we will see you all next week and uh i love you guys and remember be gay do crimes and listen to good music from where i'm standing i can't take my eyes off of this like the grand canyon or the peak of everest volcanic heart Water falling apart I can't explain it A sight to see A breathtaking Mystery